like who's eight thousand dollars are we spending right now you want to spend your eight thousand or my eight thousand or our shared eight thousand yeah and so that has really been probably the hardest thing is is really stepping into like financial ownership of a business as a woman because a lot of us women who go into this we um do have a partner who is making decisions on how the household money is spent. And so it's not a hundred percent our decision, whether or not we invest in these programs, it's somebody else's decision too. Now, once your business is making money, guess what? You can have your own business checking account and he don't need to know what you spend your money on for your business. Okay. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. But in the beginning, that's not where we were at, you know, and it was like, Hey, I need to take personal money from our savings because I want to do this program. And he fought me hard on it, girl. And he's like, no, like, I just don't see the value in it. Like I, I don't see the value in it. Welcome to the Magic Within Podcast. My name's Katrina Lelly, and I'm a transformation coach obsessed with guiding women to unlock their power within so they live an aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've been where you're at, doing all the things and feeling like nothing is working. And I'm here to help you learn how to live that aligned life of passion, purpose, and abundance. I've spent years investing in programs, coaches, books, and other tools in covering my own blocks, challenging my beliefs, growing and stretching myself to live my most authentic life that is true to who I am. There is incredible power in our experiences, and by sharing our stories with one another, we help each other along this journey called life. This is a space where you will hear inspiring and motivating stories from other guests and tools to help you get from where you are now to who you want to be in this life. You get two doses of magic each week to fill up your cup and start living a life that is aligned with your highest self. We are not meant to do this life alone and we all have the magic within us to live this beautiful life that's true to who we are. I'm here to help you begin to unlock that power and start stepping in to the amazing woman that you are. Let's do this. to another episode of the Magic Within podcast. I'm so just honored and excited to chat with our guest today. Gretchen calls faith-led women higher together to support and hit business goals by getting their business organized, legitimized, and scalable. She is a leader in the international health community, Find Your Fit, where thousands of people come to rebalance their physical health naturally so they can show up their most productive selves. She's also the founder of the Net Worth It podcast and school, the leading faith-based business school to turn ideas into legacy businesses and overcome financial limiting beliefs. She's also a foster bio and stepmom and believes that love, not DNA, defines family. She allows God to lead her businesses and believes our true potential unleashes when we take our spiritual callings and execute on them. Gretchen, oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation. Thank you for being here. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you always. Yes. I have a really fun question that I like to ask all of my guests. And that is when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, a doctor. I I thought I'd be a doctor for sure. Yes. 
And you kind of went down that path. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I started. I love that. I love that so, so much. And so tell us you, I mean, you're an amazing, uh, faith led woman. You really bring God into all of your businesses and the way that you do business. I mean, you still have a job, you still have a regular Mm -hmm. job and Mm -hmm. you have your own business. Tell me because the, the, the talk out there is go be an entrepreneur eventually you leave your nine to five job or you leave your nine to five and go be and and go do the thing. But you're one of those people who's like, you can have both. Mm -hmm. You don't have to necessarily leave your job. Was that something that you always like knew you wanted to do? And you you probably have plans to eventually like switch all the way over, but you're not that either or person. So talk a little bit on that because I think so many women have it in their mind, like, oh, I've got to leave my job to go do this thing. And we don't have to. Oh, yeah. I think that's really actually one of the reasons why businesses fail. And the first person to give me permission to um, do that was the founder of Nike. So Phil Knight, who founded Nike, he, you know, back when Nike was first started, he wrote a book called Shoe Dog. So if you haven't read the book Shoe Dog, it's such an amazing book. Whether you agree with Nike politically or whatever, it doesn't matter because his founder story is really amazing. And he had a full-time job while he was building Nike because he knew that he needed to hire people in his business to get further with skills that he didn't have, right? So he hired people who were experts in creating shoes and like shoe engineering and who were experts in sales and different different aspects that he knew in order for Nike to get really big, he needed to pay them, but there wasn't enough revenue coming in at the time to Blue Ribbon, which was the name of the company back then, to support his salary plus all these people he needed to bring in. So he went out and got a full-time job so that his bills wouldn't be um, you know, like impacting Nike's growth. And that's kind of how I view it is, you know, what is God calling me to do? And what part am I supposed to play in the calling? Right. Because I think sometimes in entrepreneurship, we get, we get so caught up in people who are driving luxury vehicles and buying luxury things and having luxury homes. And, and then they're like, you know, doing something on Tuesday at 2 p.m. that a working person can't do because they're at a job. And so then that's like what is shown to us as like success in entrepreneurship. But I want to flip that all on its head and be like, okay, what is your calling and what does that require from you right now, right? So part of what I do, so I didn't make it all the way to being a doctor. I actually failed the MCATs. And so I didn't even apply to med school because it would have been like a joke. (laughs) And I could have like retaken the MCATs. You know, there's lots that I could have done to go down that path. I actually was accepted into PA school, but declined it because I was in love with this guy that I thought I was going to marry that I didn't end up marrying. So then I like shut the door on PA school. So then I ended up becoming a nurse, which I love. And I'm so happy I'm a nurse. And if God calls me out of nursing someday, I will answer that call. But for right now, this is where he wants me. And so I think it's more like, where am I supposed to be right now? And how can I have joy in that? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of women 
the reason they want entrepreneurship is because they hate their job so bad because they have a crappy boss or the hours suck or the commute sucks. What if instead you just went and got a different job and then you had your passion that you were building on the side? Entrepreneurship outside of nursing was go get a different nursing job that would allow me more flexibility and time so that I had energy and time to pursue something else. And then I started building that and then that monetized. And then I used the money from that and I dumped it into another thing. And then that started monetizing. And before I knew it, I was out of debt. My kids' colleges are funded. My retirement's funded. So maybe I'll leave nursing. I don't know. But like right now, it doesn't need to be either or, you know? Yeah. Oh, I think that's so like, I love that message because I know there's so many women, we get in a job and it's one that we usually don't like. We hate it for whatever reason and we feel trapped. And so we don't think that, you know, let's go we don't, it doesn't really come to us. Like maybe go get another job because there's that sense of, well, I have to start over or it's so hard or like all of these things when we really get to experiment until we find that thing that works for us and that we love and that will provide what we need at the time. And then if we want to go start something on the side, a passion of ours, we can do that at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some women have spouses that are supporting them and they can quit their job. I didn't have that situation. My husband earns great money, but we have agreed to be a partnership in the finances. And so we've agreed that we're both going to contribute financially to the household. I love the way we do things. And so it's always been an agreed upon thing that we would both contribute. And so, you know, leaving my nursing job to pursue business, I actually attempted it. So ironically, I attempted to do that. And I did leave for two years and I just did entrepreneurship. And it, I actually spiraled into depression because mm. I wasn't ready for that, you know, and I wasn't ready for full-time entrepreneurship, the accountability, the discipline it takes to show up every day. You know, when you don't have a boss and you're the boss and you're the employee, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a huge shift. And, and so I went back into nursing because I was like, you know what, I need more discipline. I need more, I need other things in me to grow. I wanted to invest in some really high ticket coaching programs, but in order for me to do that, there needed to be more revenue. So there's a lot of factors that played into it. And perhaps someday I'll be a full-time entrepreneur and that's all I will do. And it will be amazing. I don't know if that's what God calls me to, I will go into that calling, you know? So yeah, yeah there's so much truth to that. Like it, I, I get that whole, it is not easy to step out of the nine to five into full-time entrepreneurship, because like you said, there's that discipline, accountability, like really showing up for yourself. And it's, so for most of us, it's easier to show up for somebody else and do the thing than it is for our own. It doesn't matter how passionate we are. And it can lead us to that burnout, to that depression, to that, well, this isn't working as fast as I want it to, like all of the thoughts. And sometimes it works out really great for some people, but other, most often we see like it doesn't work as, as quickly or as easily as we think it's going to. And then we get caught up and then we you know, sometimes we quit, sometimes we, we, you know, shift or go back to a nine to five, which nothing is wrong with any of that. It's all about the journey and the experience. Did you always know, like, when you started your nursing, did you have that entrepreneur, like, um, itch inside of you? Yeah, actually, 
the reason I went to nursing school was for entrepreneurship. So the day I enrolled in nursing school, I also opened an S corporation. <laughs> um, and the reason it was a consulting firm for, I thought I was going to end up doing occupational health consulting. So I opened an occupational health consulting firm the same day that I applied, that I started my nursing school because my plan was to, and I actually did go on to do this. Um, so my business was called trace your path and it was all about helping your well being, And it totally failed. Like in all regards, I got audited by the IRS because I did my taxes wrong because <laughs> I shouldn't have even filed for an S corp. I should have filed for an LLC. Um, I had almost no revenue. So my husband called it my hobby and at, I had a baby at the same time of all of this going on. So like nursing school, graduating from nursing school, becoming a nurse and having a consulting firm and a baby, like anyone who's had a baby can pretty much know that that all cannot happen at once. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and so um, it was just like an epic learning experience, right? Like I, I, while the business technically was closed and didn't make any money, and I guess you could call it a failure, it was the most, I learned so much about business. I mean, it was like a crash course in business. And so then the second time around when I created the health company or the health business, I did it a whole different route. I became an affiliate partner. I, I, I made a Facebook group instead of having it work for corporations. I worked with individuals because most of the time people don't engage in the wellness programs at their jobs because it's not intrinsically motivating. So I went to the intrinsic motivation. So there was so much I did different, but yeah. So to answer your question, I did know that entrepreneurship was for me. And actually my first taste of entrepreneurship was 17 years no, seven years prior to that, when I bought a house um, at the age of 20, and then I bought an apartment building at the age of 25. So wow. before even becoming a nurse, like I was kind of always dabbling in passive income and seeing like, hey, you don't have to go, you don't have to earn all the money that you make from a job. You can earn it lots of ways, you know? So yeah, I love that. And I've noticed that about you. There's so much there are so many different ways that you have created this beautiful life for yourself. And you're you like, just go and get it. Like, just go and get it. That's what it looks like from the outside. But I'm sure from the inside, it's more like, holy crap, what am I doing? Can I do this? Like all of those thoughts. And you're a very, like, you are so anchored in your faith and it's beautiful. And I admire it so much. Has that always been true for you? Has, has God always been at the forefront of your life? Yeah, totally. Yes, absolutely. Ever since I was 12, um, that's where I really was introduced to, you know, my faith is a Christian faith. So I was introduced to Jesus when I was 12. And when I prayed a prayer to like have Jesus come into my life, I started crying in that moment. Mm -hmm. I literally, and, and I was 12 and I'm like, why am I crying? But now I know that was like the Holy Spirit, like coming and living inside of me. And ever since that moment, I feel like I've had this small voice that guides me everywhere I go. So when I was 15, it was like, don't go to that party. Don't put that drug in your mouth. Don't do this. <laughs> you know, it was like this little internal thing that was protecting me. And it was even as subtle as, one time I was driving my car to school when I was a teenager and 
I felt this urge for my brother who was in the passenger seat, who was my little brother to put his seatbelt on. This is back in the day when no one cared if you wore a seatbelt. Okay. That's how old I am. (laughs) And so, you know, I'm like, put your seatbelt on. And he's like, why? We're almost to school. I'm like, just put your seatbelt on. Like, I just was like, I just yelled at him to put it. He's like, fine, geez. You know? And he like puts his seatbelt on. And immediately when he clicked his seatbelt in, like the cars in front of us piled up on top of each other. And I narrowly missed being a part of that pileup. Wow. And so to me, that was like the Holy Spirit like just like prompting me like, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to warn you, you know? And so it's like little things like that, that have just guided me my whole life. And I believe when you really do invite Jesus into your life and you, and depending, you know, I know your listeners are probably from a lot of different faith beliefs, yeah, but yeah. you know, this is my experience. And, you know, just when you really do that and you just really um, partner with the Holy spirit, like your life can just take so many turns and everything in business that I've done, you know, when you say it looks from the outside, like you just go for it. That's because I live under the assumption that I have to go to the edge of my limit in order for God's limit to begin, Mm. right? So the edge of my capability is where God begins to do his work because before that, I don't need him, (laughs) you know, like I don't need God to to brush my teeth in the morning. I don't need God to get dressed. I don't need God to buy a car or a house because I know how to do all of those things, but like to fill a program. I need God because I don't even know where these women are going to come from, (laughs) you know? And so anyone who's ever tried to fill a program and like had to put total faith that this, there's going to be people in this program, you know, that's where I put myself in those situations. So I purposefully put myself in situations where I have no idea how I'm going to do it because that's when I get to experience my faith in action. I love that so much. And you're literally bringing tears to my eyes because that has been a vital piece. I think missing like that true foundation faith in my own business. And it's Mm -hmm. just kind of where I'm growing right now. Mm -hmm. And to hear you, you share on that and you hear about it, but it's like, okay, does it really work? And you're living proof. Like, does this, this, if I follow this, does it, is it really going to work out? Cause we always like, okay, I know I'm supposed to go here, but in the back of my head, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. And those thoughts that come in and, and round and round, try to round you out. And it's like, just keep showing up, keep going, keep following the path that's laid before you. Mm-hmm. 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 Totally. Yeah. And then the faith piece, you know, is like, sometimes we, I believe in, in the Bible talks about this too. Like if we have faith, it's what brings the result. So it's almost like the, like our belief in it, our belief in it happening helps it to happen more. But when we are doubting, it's almost like for me, it doesn't happen if I'm doubting. And does this mean I always pray about something and I get it? No, because sometimes the answer is no, right? (laughs) Sometimes you pray for things and the answer is no. And there's a reason for it. It's so, it's not like every program I've ever put out there is like, I'm just going to pray and then God's going to give it to me. No, sometimes I don't feel them because then I go, okay, all right, let's look back. What was missing? Oh, your marketing was really kind of lame, you know, or, oh, I doubted this thing from the the get-go or my confidence was super low. So then when I showed up for the sales calls, they could feel my energy, you know, so that you can kind of see where mistakes might have been made. But the faith has, like, as long as I'm rooted in faith, I know even if a program doesn't fill, it just means I'm supposed to take a different turn, you know, or I'm supposed to learn a different lesson. So, yeah, I love that so, so much. And now you have all of these things going on. You have your businesses, you have your podcast, you have, and I know you have a team behind you. 
how do you balance it all with mom, wife, you know, taking care of Gretchen, like businesses and all the things because your life is full in a really great mm-hmm. way. But how do you balance all of that? Yeah, well, I it's it's a combination of things. And this is such a good question because I think most people, they don't answer this practically when they're asked this, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, they give a fluffy answer. And for the person listening, who's like, no, literally, like, what time do you wake up? When do you exercise? <laughs> like, how do you yeah. make dinner? You know, and so what I have done is a combination of like all the personal development that I ever read, I try it out. Right. So like Mel Robbins, the five second rule, I tried it out. Right. And, you know, um, Craig Groeschel, he talks about critical, critical list that you make every day. So there's like the list of critical things that have to happen and anything that's not critical that can be done delegated, it needs to be delegated, you know? And so I delegate a lot of stuff. So I have, um, a copywriter that helps me write. I have five interns that I don't pay, but I mentor. And so this is a really critical thing. This isn't like just free work. It's me mentoring young people, teaching them about business and they practice their skills on my business. And so there's six people, okay, that are helping me every single day. So the five interns are booking me on podcasts. They are um, doing all my social media. They're engaging in the Facebook groups. They're connecting with our audiences. They're finding new people for us to connect with on Instagram. They're posting to TikTok. They're pinning pins for me. They're going on LinkedIn and engaging people. I mean, so like, if you think about that, that's like 50 hours of, of someone in a business, you know, so all that you see online for me, none of that is usually me. I have a personal Instagram account where I'll post fun things, but like anything professionally that you see, (laughs) I did not make it. Okay. (laughs) And so, you know, there's six people doing that. And then in my personal life, I hold, I, I hold agreements for myself with my calendar. So I don't look at my phone at night so that I can get to bed early so that I can get up early because When you're a mom, I'm sorry, but those couple of hours before your kids get up, sometimes those are the only hours you get, you know, like, especially when they're little. And so I just knew these hours were like gold for me, these couple of hours before my kids get up. And so those hours I get up, I read my Bible, I try to get my exercise done in that time frame because then I know it'll get done. And then I have like a power hour every day before my kids get up. So after my Bible, after my exercise, It's just an hour of the most critical things. Like, who do I need to do sales calls with? Who do I need to reach out to? Who do I need to follow up with? Like the revenue generating activity happens in that power hour, because I know once my day gets going and it's five o'clock, I'm not going to want to do that follow-up. I'm not going to want to do that reach out. I'm not going to want to do that connecting because I'm tired and I'm hungry and I want to be with my family. And so I try to like structure my day with my energy and then Um, really like the biggest distraction is our phones, right? Is like checking Instagram and all that leaking energy all throughout the day. So I try to chunk that, that type of stuff. So I don't check my email throughout the day. I only check it once. I try to do like 15 or 20 minutes of Instagram in the morning and then 15 or 20 minutes in the afternoon. And then that's it because all that checking of Instagram all throughout the day, that's just energy, 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 energy that just goes out the window. And then dinner girl crockpots and Instacart. Okay. Like I get all my groceries <laughs> delivered and a lot of it's in the crock pot and I am not too proud to like warm some of it up in the microwave. Okay. <laughs> um, I drink a lot of smoothies. <laughs> so, you know, that's that kind of stuff. And then honestly, like 
the mom guilt is probably the biggest thing that I see women deal with is like, if I'm working so much and then I have mom guilt. So I just like ask my kids, Hey, when do you want us time to happen? You know? And they'll tell me, they'll be like, Oh, from two to four, from this time to this time. Or I really like it when I get home from school, if you can just sit with me for a half an hour. So I take their energy that they want maximized and I match it. And then I fill it in, you know, cause like sometimes your kids, they don't need lots of time. They just need focus time. And so like today we just, um, my daughter, there's no school or anything. So they're playing with their kids. So I'm on this podcast, right? Like, because they don't want to hang out with me today. They want to hang out with their friends, but I wouldn't book this podcast at like eight o'clock at night when it's bedtime, you know? So it's kind of like just having boundaries around your time. Does that help at all? I don't even know if any of that's helpful. Yeah, no, that is, it's super helpful. I mean, and it, and to the person who's not there yet, it can sound like so much, but just start with a couple of things. Start mm-hmm. it putting in some of those things and try them out. Like Gretchen said, like just try them out and see how they work for you. And then you can shift what and and you'll figure out your own way. But it's really ultimately being willing to like truly own your own life. Mm-hmm. Take the driver's seat, take the driver's wheel and decide this and this take ownership take ownership Mm -hmm. rather than falling to like letting everything else drive you. Will that happen? Yes, it will. Cause life is lifey and things happen. But like when you, when you set these intentions and you set this time for yourself, like I'm not the best at it, I'm getting better at it, but it really is true. And I love that, you know, asking your kids, like, because oftentimes we're like, well, I can't do it because of my kids. Well, if you're having the conversation with them and you're setting that intention, although as they get older, like my teenagers, they don't want to hang out with mom, like mm-hmm. very much at all, but you, you find that time and they, and they, you're right. They don't usually need as much time as we think they do. Not like my three-year-old, you know, there's mm-hmm. a big difference there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And when my kids were little, I, I was building I started, well, I've always, I've been a business owner the whole time I've been a parent. So I've gone through all the stages of, you know, infancy and you have to be gracious to yourself. If, yeah. if it's not the time for business and you need to kind of pause it so that you can breastfeed for seven months, that is not a lot of time in the grand scheme of things. And no. that's what I think we lose sight of is we think like, oh gosh, I got to build this now. And you don't. You can literally set something down for a month, for six months, for a year. That is okay. And in fact, you'll probably be better at it when you pick it back up if you stop forcing it, you know? Yeah. And I wish someone had given me that permission because I always felt like I didn't have it. And then it was just like, I don't know, it didn't go as well. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't get success or a program wouldn't fail if I was forcing it, you know? And it's better to like, you know really get yourself right and then go after this. A book that's amazing at this is Sacred Rest by um, Sandra Dalton Smith. It's called Sacred Rest. It's a, it's literally your listeners. Everyone should read this book, but especially someone who kind of feels like they're at their edge of what they feel like they can handle. It will really help you. Um, and the other thing I, I wanted to say is all those things I listed I realized after saying them, like, oh my gosh, for someone starting out, they're probably like, forget <laughs> it. I'm out. Okay. So let me tell you what it was like when I started. Okay. When I started really getting into entrepreneurship, other than rental properties, I was working at the hospital that was a three hour commute and it was on a level one trauma center in the ER. Okay. Wow. So very stressful very, um, intense, lots of secondary trauma every day. There was lots of days I drove home crying from what I saw at work. 
and I was building a business. So this is what I did. I literally went outside during my lunch break and for the 30 minutes, because it's a strict 30 minutes in the hospital. It's not like this fluffy wiggle room because someone's watching your patients while you're on your break. I would walk outside with a list of people that I needed to connect with and I would talk to them while I walked. And so that was my lunch break. And then mm. I would drink a smoothie really fast before I would get back. So my my like eating wasn't super nourished during this time, but smoothies can be nourishing. Yeah. But I really only had 30 minutes. And so, you know, I didn't have a team of people. I didn't try to start a podcast at that time. I just started with how can I make money right now? And that was with affiliating with a company. And so I'm like, they're doing all the work. They'll do the logistics. They're doing the website building. They're sending out the emails. All I have to do is get them customers. I can do that. And so I started with that, right? And then that led to enough money to go part-time, which led to time to do the podcast, which led to being able to hire someone, you know? So it's kind of like you're saying, you just take one little step. And then once you have a few hundred dollars circulating, you're like, cool, what can I do with this few hundred dollars? Hire a cleaner, hire a nanny, you know? <laughs> you know, it's just take a step. Like I didn't have a house cleaner back then, you know, but now I do because I took the extra money and I freed up some of my time and maybe more of my time will be freed up later, but who knows, you know? Yeah, I think that's so, so important because when we start on this path, we have this big vision and we want to go from here to there right away. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. And when I love that you talk about, and she has an amazing, like, uh, what is it? Dreams over screens, like thing that she does with where she supports you and getting off of your phone so much. Cause if we're on IG and we're scrolling and scrolling, then the comparison sets in because we see those shiny coaches with the luxury living. And that's, if that's for them, great, whatever. But we don't know, really know what's happening behind the scenes, but that big vision is about the everyday steps that we take. It's about the smaller increment, incremental places of how we get from here to there. And it doesn't, it's not going to happen as fast as we think it, as we want it to. But if we're taking the everyday steps, it'll probably come together quicker than we think it will. Mm -hmm. But just showing up and doing those things and finding it the time to do it and, you know, shifting and then having grace and giving yourself the permission to pause. Like as we're recording this episode, that's where I'm at right now. Like I cleared the rest of my calendar. I wanted to keep this appointment with you, but right now I'm out of business for 30 days at least. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just stepping back because it's not working because I've been trying to force it and like doing all the things, but it's not working. So I know it isn't what I'm doing, but what's the energy behind it? What's, where's it coming from? And so giving yourself that permission to, to take that step back, it doesn't have to be 30 days. It could be a week. It could be a couple of days, whatever feels like in tune for you. Mm -hmm. I love, I love, love this conversation. I love that you shared that. Mm, so good. I love it. Yeah. So, so good. Share with us like one of the, one of the hardest things that you've had to overcome in your journey, like whether it's a belief or mm. something like, and, and how did you overcome that belief? Um, the hardest thing in this journey for me to overcome was that my husband did not support me investing in myself, mm. um, initially. Yeah. And so that might sound like I mean, if he's, if he ever listens to this, I want to make sure I honor him. He is very supportive. Okay. He 
always was like, go after whatever you want. But when I needed $8,000 from our personal checking account <laughs> to invest in a business program, he was like, uh, pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like who's $8,000 are we spending right now? You want to spend your 8,000 or my 8,000 or our shared 8,000. Yeah. And so that has really been probably the hardest thing is, is really stepping into like financial ownership of a business as a woman, because a lot of us women who go into this, we um, do have a partner who is making decisions on how the household money is spent. And so it's not a hundred percent our decision, whether or not we invest in these programs, it's somebody else's decision too. Now, once your business is making money, guess what? You can have your own business checking account and he don't need to know what you spend your money on for your business. Okay. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. But in the beginning, that's not where we were at, you know, and it was like, Hey, I need to take personal money from our savings because I want to do this program. And he fought me hard on it, girl. And he's like, no, like, I just don't see the value in it. Like I, I don't see the value in it. And of course, the person whose program I was joining was like, well, let me talk to your husband. Let me see where I can get with him. And I'm like, no, listen, you don't understand, <laughs> you know? And so what it, well, how I overcame it was first of all, learning how to respect him and his desires and his, where he was coming from and, and working on our marriage so that there was like a mutual respect there. So we did counseling, we did some coaching programs. Um, transformed couples is who we do coaching with. And they're amazing people to take, they have courses that are literally a couple hundred dollars that can transform your marriage. Um, and we did their courses and just really learned how to respect each other. So that was the first thing was like learning how to respect what he, where he was coming from, instead of being like, you never let me do anything, you know, <laughs> none of that energy works. And then the second thing was really taking ownership of like, okay, if I'm going to take out of the family budget, I am going to show up and I'm going to pay this back. And I did every single time, every single time I borrowed money out of the family budget for something, I paid it back. And so that, that burning why to never give up and to have like tenacious level show up for your business, like is, was necessary for it. And then the third thing I did was just learn business finance and really learn like, what is profit and loss? Like, what does this look like? Like, what are these? I was a nurse girl. Remember, I didn't come from a business world. So like, I didn't know what any of this stuff was other than I knew what some of this was from owning rental properties and learning the hard way. And also my first consulting firm that I got audited from the IRS taught me a whole lot. <laughs> But like, you know, I really learned like, okay, what does it look like when you own a business? Okay. When you own a business, revenue comes in, expenses are paid, taxes are set aside, um, payroll is made, which includes me on payroll, right? And then whatever else is left or whatever. And so just learning how that really is structured. So it's not just like our house was paying for it. It was like the business was paying for it. And so that's like one of the first things I work on with women when they work with me is like get a separate business checking account. and inject money into there, even if you have to do it from your job, right? So those are capital investment deposits that you can make into the business. And I've done that before, taken my nursing income and put it into the business. And I don't have to do that now, thankfully. It's, <laughs> but, um, you know, for a while I had to do that. I had to, I had to support my business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so helpful. And I know there a lot of women can relate to that, especially when they want to start on this journey or they want to invest or that kind of thing. And it doesn't quite 
you know, their, their husbands are kind of going, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, I want you to go after your dreams, but hold on, just hold up for just a minute type of thing. So yeah, that's so, so helpful. Gretchen, I love this conversation. I mean, you and I talk often and I could talk to you all day, but is there anything else on your heart that you want to share before we go? Uh, well, I would just, you know, kind of what comes up. Sorry about my phone ringing there for a second. It's good. My kid play date and I forgot to tell my husband this is like real life entrepreneurship right here okay I'm podcasting in a closet and my kid has a play date that my husband needs I need his help on and so the mom just called me to drop off and I'm like texting my husband I'm like can you call Stacy um anyways real life here so yeah so I would just say you know for anyone listening is that if you can view this as like a long game whatever is the transformation you're trying to do you know whether it's change your health improve your relationships read more books i don't care what it is get a promotion or start a business if you can stop looking at like the micro steps and start just imagining that this is just a journey and you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good seasons and you're going to have bad seasons and just sort of look at it. Like, how can I just be present for what the season is asking of me right now? And how can I just take one micro step forward and just those little micro steps are going to compound, 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 compound. And then before you know it, you're going to look back and be like, Oh my gosh, I look at what I've done, you know? And so just don't give up. Like, I, I know that's so cliche, but I just feel like so many women, they just go, well, I just can't do it. And they just, it's because they have babies they're nursing and all these things they're doing. And that's normal for it to feel hard. But the more you're around people who are also willing to do that, it like raises your ability and it's researched, you know, like pain tolerance is higher in a group. It's literally been researched, you know, so if you can just get around women, like in your programs, you know, like get around people who are calling each other higher that's that's what's going to help you to not give up so that's just yeah. a little shout out for you <laughs> yeah no thank you for that I appreciate that go join the be rooted sisterhood on Facebook um, <laughs> I love that but it's so it's so so true I pro I know that I without the community that I have found myself in and put myself in and women like you and other people that have become friends like that that share the real crap behind the scenes like mm -hmm. what really goes on and then they pour some love in you like it's just beautiful it's like okay I can do this yeah I can totally. do this I just need yeah. to breathe today and I can do this exactly uh, girl yep and uh, do dreams over screens that's our free five-day challenge dreamsoverscreens.com you can get yourself off your phone get yourself yes. unaddicted to your phone you will be amazed at how much your energy shifts, your thinking shifts just by being off your phone like that. It's so quick. It, it, mm -hmm. We get so lost in that black hole. And when we get out of it, like, oh my God, there's trees, there's sunshine, there's birds. Oh, I, my kid, I, I can look at him with love today. You know, it, like that kind of thing. It's just, it's so beautiful. I'll make sure I link everything up in the show notes. Gretchen, thank you so much for being here with me and, you know, sharing your message, sharing your light and everything that you do. Like you are one of the most servant led people I've ever met in this space. And I just appreciate you. and love you so much. Mm, praise God. Thank you so much, Karina. I feel the same way about you, girl. All right, ladies, you know where to, what to do. Share the episode, tag Gretchen. I'll tag everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. You really do have that magic within you. So go get it.
so much for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way to take 60 seconds, leave me a five-star review, and share this episode with a girlfriend. Don't forget to tag me on social media, and if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone, and I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.